What's up, what's up, y'all? This is Dave. And this is Devin. And you're listening to the Dave and Dev Podcast. Dave and Dev. Gotta keep it real like Dave and Dev. On my job like Dave and Dev. Tell no lie like Dave and Dev. Some days I wanna stay in bed. But I get ready for the day ahead. I wanna complain, but I pray instead. Then I'm on my way to the Dave and Dev. And it go like, I don't need a crew. Don't play by he say, she say rules. Don't play, no, we can't do. I'd rather have faith while G-O-D make moves. So please stay cool. All, all I do is speak the truth on things I see they do. I'm a sinner myself. No lie, I need grace too. We lit like EKU. Yeah. What's up, Devrin? Yeah, what's going on, Dave? How you doing? Man, I am good. You know, I, I'm recovering. You know, last weekend, my Bengals took the L, but I'm still so proud of my guys. I hope you Great have the, the playback. You can play that back where I predicted they were going to lose, but go ahead. Well, you know what's crazy is I actually had the score right, just the wrong team. That's the sad part, 23-20. But you know what? It was a great game. I hated how it ended, but... Uh, I'm I'm happy for my guys. The city showed a lot of love, a lot of love. So that's great. How are you, man? I'm good. I'm good. I can't complain. Just another day, just making this All Star Weekend. It's uh, I'm sad that I can't be back back home in Cleveland to watch yeah. it, but I'm just excited to watch all the talent that the NBA has this week. Yeah, for sure. I, I'm sad I missed that uh, AI versus T-Mac battle last night, but we're gonna see we're gonna see the replays today. Yeah. <laughs> Well, if you're watching this, uh, you'll see that we have a special guest. If you're listening, I'd like to introduce our special guest. We got my guy Asher on the on the line with us. Um, Asher, man, kick us off. Tell us a little bit about yourself, where you're from, uh, your background, and uh, how you got to where you are today. So the floor is yours, my friend. So my name is Asher. Um, I'm originally from Louisville. I live in Lexington. Uh, and I always like to start off by the grace of God. I'm in recovery from drugs and alcohol. Um, 31 years old, three kids, wife. Uh, to be where I am today is is more than a blessing. Uh, started using drugs at a young age. Uh, progressed very fastly. I've been to jails, institutions, almost death. Uh, May the 7th of, la- of 2020. Uh, I overdosed and almost died. And... Uh, God sent an angel, a complete stranger, walking down the street of Nicholasville, Kentucky. Uh, just so happened to have Narcan and saved my life. From that day on, I knew it was, I knew it was God, and I, um, I moved to to spread His gospel and, and His word to people. And I do it through my my uh, my ministry. Really, is my my company. Uh, I make Christian and uh, recovery based T shirts. Uh, Dave's wearing one of them. Uh, I always plug the website, salvationswag.com. Yeah, we'll put the uh, link in the show notes, but man, man for sure. uh, a couple months ago, I was praying, and uh, I was talking to my pastor, and I was asking him, you know, I want to do more. And uh, the following weekend, I was at a show, and I was uh, I was ministering to people early in recovery, uh, Christians, people who had was having life issues, and I was ministering through my shirts. Uh, you know, they kind of told me a little bit about themselves, their struggles, what they were going through. And I was able to say, you know, I got a shirt for that. And this this verse right here applies to what you're going through. And um, 
since then I really took, I really valued that, that mission in that ministry. Man, praise God, bro. I love that you just told this crazy story in like two minutes. And I'm sure that there's a ton more to it that you could uh, hash out. But um, man, first of wild. all, thank you. It's wild. Like he, you said, it's so nonchalant. Too, I know. That's what I was saying. Like, wait, what? What? Yeah. <laughs> so many twisted turns. Well, I mean, you, you know, um, I looked at my past for a long time as a, as a, like a, something to be ashamed of. Well, now it's a badge of honor. Uh, I like to say that God uses the broken vessels because they're more willing. Um, so anytime that I can say anything that might touch somebody or grab somebody's attention and draw them towards God or just a better way of life, then I'm always down for that. Yeah, man. Well, like I said, man, thank you so much for being on. Like we we're super grateful to have you and, and for you sharing your story uh, to to just like kind of get into, um, you know, where you're at now. Like how crazy is it for you to look back and think that two years ago you were living a completely different life? Right. And it's it's crazy to think that like you you could have literally been a victim of your own decisions. Right. And now, like you're you're a son of of God, you know, and you're you're life has completely changed, man. Like, what's that, what's that like when you, you know, recollect that? Um, so, I mean, at least, uh, I like to think, I would like to think daily, but at least weekly, I get those moments where I'm just like, but God, right. Um, you know, I was, I couldn't keep a job. Um, I was in and out of jails, institutions, uh, the marriage that I had, uh, committed to an active addiction was in shambles. Uh, I didn't know how to be a father. I didn't know what a father was because I didn't have, well, I thought I didn't have one. I had a heavenly father the whole time that I never mm. tapped into the knowledge of. Um, but, you know, just there's moments that come about, um, you know, being able to provide for my children that like I have a house. Um, like, that's beyond, you know, the only thing I'm missing is a picket fence. We just bought a dog. I got three kids. Uh, you right like on. The only thing I'm missing is a picket fence. Um, you know, my wife drives a brand new car. I still drive a beater, but that's because I want her to have a good car. Happy wife, brother. Yeah, happy wife, happy life. You know what you I'm ain't, saying? You ain't a rookie. Uh, you ain't a rookie dog. <laughs> okay. No. Nah. Um, but, you know, just one a couple of the moments, right, that, that stick out to me in the recent past uh, is December um, we were, I was watching Passion of the Christ, and this is the first time I'd sit down and watched Passion um, since it came out in theaters, and I really couldn't grasp it at that age. I was like maybe 10 or 11, and my son, my uh, youngest son, he's eight years old, he come out, and he was like, what are you watching? And he sat down and watched it with me, and then I had to go do something, so I left him to watch the rest of it, and when I left him, it was at the part where uh, Jesus was on the whooping post. And um, before I could get home, he was texting me and he was like uh, a little sad, pretty confused. I don't know what's going on. And then another text message was like, well, he's not dead. He's got holes in his hands. And uh, I need you to explain this to me. Jeez. And to be able to come home and tell an eight year old, you know, that the story and what Jesus did for him and to tell him that he did all of this for you, specifically for you. If there was nobody else in the world, he still would have done it for you. 
And uh, and still at eight years, I don't think he grasped that. But to yeah. be able to have the knowledge of the gospel and to Plant tell and him, you know, this is what he did for you. And then, um, you know, you've seen pictures, Dave, of my of my daughter, uh, the apple of my eye, uh, my greatest gift for real. Maddie and She's Daddy. the one who uh, when she came along, I knew that I had to be a better man. And the only way for that to happen was through God and recovery. Um, but when we go to church, she says she doesn't call it church. She says we're going to see Jesus. And, you know, like to instill that and to have videos on my phone of her worshiping Natasha Cobb Leonard and to um, and she's 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 really a gift. In a, and um, so the other day she's asking for this princess dress. She's on her Disney princess kick. So we've bought and frozen and the new Encanto dress and, you know, all these uh, dresses. And she asked me for, I think, the aerial one, which I don't know if they make aerial dress because she don't really have legs in most of the movie. Um, but I was like, I can't right now. Like, I'm daddy's broke. She was like, you're not broke, daddy. You're fixed. And Man. that murdered me. Like, it really did. It really, that was one of those moments where I, I almost came to tears, you know, because it was a beautiful moment for her to say I'm fixed. Like nobody's ever said that to me, bro. Dang. So, I mean, you talked about uh, your family a little bit, even your kids. Um, I know you're, you're married. You're not you're not a rookie in this game. Uh, talk about how how uh, how your spouse held it down for you. So um, she's my angel. She's real deal. My angel. Um she she's not in she never has been in active addiction she's not an addict or an alcoholic um and she stuck through me like you talk about long suffering um she she suffered long with me i drug her through the mud uh we've been together for 15 years married for five got three kids together and uh somehow some way she she mustered up the grit and she seen something in me that i didn't see in myself i like to say she loved me when i couldn't love myself uh, she believed in me when I didn't believe in myself. What a picture uh, of the gospel. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Proverbs 31 woman through and through. Uh, and she uh, she's maintained. And now God and recovery is one, one and the same to me. Uh, without God, I wouldn't have recovery. So God and recovery come first before all, because if not, I'll lose everything else. We are really getting to know each other once uh, the drugs and alcohol have taken away because I was a facade. I was just somebody who I thought you wanted me to be. And I didn't care to really get to know her. She was an ends to a means for me, you know, in active addiction. Uh, she was an enabler. So I, I, I kept her around. And that's just the, the hard truth. And now, like, you know, I'm learning to love her. And I can't love her if I don't love myself. So it's really, it, it's a it's a battle. It's a battle. Yeah, I would almost see your... Uh... You say they're kind of top priority. I would almost see them as being the part of the core of your priorities, not necessarily one, one A, one B. I would almost see them as like if if your relationship with the Lord is number one and your relationship with your wife is number two, like the the fueling of your recovery and your relationship with Jesus is really your your kind of fuel to do everything else, which is a beautiful picture of of redemption, right? And that's the one thing that like <clears throat> You know, you, you sent me this article the other day and shout out to uh, the Spectrum News article that you were in. I'll link that in the show notes as well. Um, but, man, it 
it literally it brought me to tears because I just thought about like the the beauty of redemption, right? And how the Lord takes broken people. If you read the if you read scriptures, you see brokenness and brokenness and brokenness. Like there's one perfect person in the Bible, right? <laughs> one. And he's he was there in the beginning and is there in the end always, right? Everybody else was broken and sinful. And you know, you can say, oh, well, this sin was greater than this one or whatever. But like at the end of the day, everyone in the word was sinful. And God took them and and molded them and used them to help fuel his mission, right? So again, he fuels what we do every single day. And he should if if we if we come to know and love him and trust him. So man, what a what a beautiful picture of redemption and um and just the the grace of God in, in all of that, right? So I have a question for you, and it kind of just popped in my head. Let me <laughs> let me be real with that. What what would you say? Um, it's a two part question. First part, what would you say to somebody that's listening to this right now that is in active addiction or in recovery, and they're and they're working through this, and and maybe they've got a little nugget. Maybe their parents took them to church when they were younger. Maybe they they feel so much guilt and so much you know hurt from that. So that's part. That's question A. Question B is. What would you say to the person that's maybe listening to this and they've never even encountered anyone with addiction issues, right? So that that person may be listening to this. That's like, man, I, this is so foreign to me. I, I can't imagine that someone would be addicted. What would you say to them to, to how they could love someone that's that's navigating this? You know, they let's say they have a, a family member come to them and tell them this or a friend, right? Because this is this is serious. And it's very, it's very common. It's more common than we like to think I'd say. So that's my two part question. I'll let you take the floor now. So to the people who, who know, you know, who, who have, who have tried recovery or know a little about God is like, uh, um, just cling to hope. Um, there's like, there's days and I've been sober 21, 21 months. Um, and there's days that just the hope for the future, the hope that is Jesus Christ uh, is what kept me going. Um, you know, things come up, life happens. Um, but for the most part, it's just hope. And I would say, get help. And help looks, you know, um, and I would remind them, you know, you can't help. You can't determine how help helps you. Mm -hmm. Right. Um, so pray on it. Let the spirit lead you. Uh, but I mean, if that looks like going to meetings, if that looks, and I'm not partial to any 12 step program. If you want to go to CR, go to CR, AANA, CA, HA, I don't care what it is. All the right? acronyms. But yeah, um, all of that, any of that that helps you, right? Those are self help groups, right? And self help groups are fueled by uh, camaraderie and fellowship. Um, so get, get help there, or if you need uh, outpatient or you need inpatient. Um, whatever it is that you need, like find the help and, and build a, a sober support group. Mm. And if to the person who's never, ever, uh, who's never, ever encountered recovery or Jesus, uh, Jesus is real. Like God is real and God moves. And, um, you know, I, in my active addiction, I could say that I, 
my, my therapist, first time we ever sit down, told me that either I hated God or I thought God hated me. And it was a little bit of both. And um, don't, you can't stand on a faith that you don't have, but build that faith. You know, uh, our prayers must line up with God's will. And if they don't, then that's, that's why our prayers don't get answered. So, uh, but God wants good for you. Um, and I would, I would also say like, pray selfless prayers, uh, pray for other people and pray how you can help and benefit other people. Because even the person with one day sober can help me. Right. Um, so, um, reach out, get help. Uh, if, if Dave can, you know, tags the, my page or I don't even care if you put my phone number on there, Dave, if you're struggling with drugs and alcohol, I don't, I really don't. I'll take a phone call at any time. Um, I'll talk to you. I can get you help. I can get you a bed. I can get you yeah. a place in, in IOP. I can plug you with uh, people. I don't care where you're from. I know somebody in there with a sober support group. I can plug you in with them. Just get like the hardest part about recovery is the first day walking through the door. Yeah. Yeah. So now you got this t-shirt business. I see the swag. I got to go on, on the website and get myself some swag too. Uh, but uh, tell me what got you into the t-shirt business. Like what made you want to do that? So I started uh, and I, I definitely want to plug him. Uh, his name's Robert Cabanis and he owns a place called uh, Red Saturation and he makes military Marine Corps uh, like shirts and stuff. And I started there and he was like, you know, we got a wholesale uh, supplier on shirts and hoodies and stuff. If you ever need anything, you know, just tell us and we'll take it out of your check. And I was like, well, honestly, I want to make, I want to make my own t-shirts. And the man literally set me up for success. Uh, he taught me how to design t-shirts. He taught me how to order them. He taught me what wholesaler to go through. And then on top of all that, he allowed me to use his equipment in his place to fuel my business at the beginning. Um, and I started with like, I mean, uh, Dave said he was going to plug the interview. It talks a little bit about that. I started with like five designs and um, looking at them, looking back at them there, they weren't very good. Uh, you know, I had like a Jesus wept one. I had a, he has risen one. Uh, and then the God is greater than the ups and downs, uh, which I still use that one a lot, but you know, they weren't very good. And as I progressed, you know, uh, the devil got at me, he started whispering in my ear and telling me that, you know, these designs aren't good. Nobody will buy these. And, uh, I was actually talking to my 17 year old cousin. And uh, I was telling him, you know, that the devil's getting at me. He's in my ear. And a 17-year-old kid quoted, uh, I think it's First Peter, uh, I cast my anxieties upon the Lord for he cares for me. And, you know, I closed my eyes and I prayed uh, and I, I laid down some things at God's feet at that time. And, I mean, I took off from there. Like, I mean, I don't know what a successful business is, but, like, this business has allowed me to not only, like, complete a mission, and fulfill a duty to God, but to also provide for my family. So uh, it's, I mean, every day is a blessing. Man, praise God. I'm glad you kept doing it, man, for sure. So what's funny about uh, Asher? I mean, I don't know if it's funny or not, but so I met Asher through a mutual love that we have. Not, and, and we both love Jesus, hear me out. But we also love us some sneakers, you know what I'm saying? So that's how I met Asher was through a sneaker group. Shout out to shout out to Facebook for the plug on that. Um, but 
I'm super excited because, Asher, you're going to be our first person. And you don't know this. So this is is something me and Devin just cooked up before the show, okay? You're going to be our first rapid-fire participant, okay? I'm going to get a little sound effect in there, a little pew, 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 pew. Rapid-fire. The first question in rapid-fire, okay? Best sneaker of all time, in your opinion. Mm, Jordan 12s. Hey, you know I love me some 12s. I be rocking them all the time. Favorite colorway of the 12s? Oh, it's got to be red and black, man. The bread colorway, I mean, it's Jordan. It's original. It's Chicago. Got to be the bread colorway. Facts. Greatest player of all time? Jordan, hands down. I'm a Chicago fan through and through. Bears, Cubs, Bulls. But if you just look at the man, his grit, his determination, his his winning attitude, his competitiveness. Um, you know, people, Bill Russell and people got more rings. Some people may score more points. But when you talk about last eight seconds of a game, game seven, game six, to close out the finals, I don't want the ball in anybody else's hands but Jordan. See, that's the thing, Asher. It didn't even get to game seven because he, he closed before it got to game seven. So you're right. You you said it. You said it right on the money. It, it didn't even. It didn't even have to get to game seven because he he did his job before then. I like oh. you can end, you can end the hot questions the, the hot seat right now. No no like no no that. no. We're not done with rapid fire. Next rapid fire question. You're from Louisville. You live in Lexington, UK or U of L? Oh gosh. Oh, big blue nation all day every day, man. I like winners. I like winners. <laughs> she said I like winners. <laughs> That's so much facts right there. Favorite UK player of all time? I mean, he probably is not on, like, the greatest list, but Jody Meeks. Uh, I remember watching uh, – Hey, that game against you know, Tennessee? Yeah, that's what I was that thinking. That game against Tennessee, 54? man, he dropped, like, 51. He was unstoppable that night. Yeah. But he was just a pure shooter and a pure scorer, and I think it was highlighted by – he wasn't on a great team, Yeah. so they fed him the ball. But, I mean, just to watch that man score – it was Unreal. it was uh, I, I want to add though, my favorite team was a tubby team. And that was 2000, 2001. They had Bogans, Hayes, uh, Fitch, Jer- no, that would have been Hawkins. a little bit after Tayshaun Prince. They was loaded. They were loaded. Yeah. yeah, that was those were some good teams back then. Tayshaun right. Prince, like it was a hell of a team. Yeah, absolutely. Last rapid fire question, and this one's just off the cuff because I can't. Couldn't think of anything else. <laughs> you got to pick one item to let's go food. You got to pick one food to eat for the rest of your life. What is it? Steak. Cause it's so versatile. That's a good answer right there. I can do, I can make breakfast with steak. I can eat it for lunch and I can eat it forever. Hey, th- see, this was this was a great start to the rapid fire, man. Thanks for being our first rapid fire participant. Um, I hope you're ready to have this aired because this is this is the video that's going to be posted right here. <laughs> it's the rapid fire. That's that's the crucial part. We've really enjoyed having you, uh, you know, in in the in the hot seat for a little bit. Is there anything that you would like to say before we we end the episode, ma'am? Hey, I got one more question for y'all. Okay. Uh, in December, y'all kind of insinuated that Iowa was going to beat my cats. 
well, Dan kind of insinuated, you know, that the, the Big Ten was a little better or something like that. He said, we'll see. I just want to highlight the fact that my cats, my, my football team, is doing is doing no, real no, good. Yeah, second, I watched the podcast. This, hey, I, is this the first time? Is this the first time we've had a guest pull a receipt? He did pull a receipt, but I want to clarify something. All right. First of all, I was a first time season ticket holder for UK this year. That's a fact. Right? That's also so, true. I, I was I was rooting for him. Okay. But first, I'm glad that you listened to the podcast. I'm glad that you kept the receipts. I'll own up to that bad hot take. I look if if I got sensitive about bad bad takes because that that be that would mean I'm I'm wrong all the time. All right, so I'll take I'll take one on the chin every once in a while because it don't happen that often. So go ahead, call me out. That's fine. But I'm 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 glad I'm glad you pulled out the receipts. I've never been so proud of a guest <laughs> until this moment. I've never been more proud of a guest until this moment. Oh shoot, that's amazing. Well. Asher, brother, thank you, man. Like I said, I'm going to plug your uh, T-shirt website. I'm going to plug your article that you were uh, mentioned in last week, all in the show notes. I'm also, if it's okay with you, I'm going to put your email in there. That way anybody can see it and they can shoot you an email, man, maybe if, if they needed to, to chat with somebody. Uh, and I'll, I'll link your social media too, man. So thank you for being on. Devon, as always, my brother, I appreciate you. Until next time, peace. Peace. Thanks, Asher. <laughs>